and welcome to Sketch in Review, the SNL review uh, podcast that has ten of listeners. Oh, uh, we lost a listener. We, oh, we okay, that has listeners. nine of listeners. <laughs> uh, we're here. We're here today to talk about the Oscar Isaac Charlie XCX episode. Uh, so let's jump right in. Uh, so first things first, we get the cold open, uh, which is the Fox News Ukraine invasion celebration spectacular. Yep. <laughs> I mean, listen, solid cold opens generally going to be about politics. Solid. It's a solid bit for eighty percent of it. Yep. Uh, so we get. Uh, so it starts. With... It's a little. It, it lacks a little bit of energy in a lot of places. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. it's I, it's it's fine. The jokes are fun enough. Yeah, I really liked Bo and Yang's fucking complete destruction of Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. That, no, you're right. That was that part was very special. Oh, it's great because Steven like it. See, the thing is, the thing is, and the problem with a lot of SNL's cold opens that are political in nature since Trump started running. It just, and so in 2015, is that you can't do satire or make fun of when the sitting president suggests that you should nuke a hurricane. How do you satirize that? How do you, how do you take it to the next level when he's already suggesting nuking a hurricane? You it's can't. You can't. I, Listen, there's probably a way, but you're, you're writing this in the span of like two days from when he says it. I don't think there's a way to effectively get it done. And so, what do you do? You just take the thing that he said and you put it in a sketch. It's the same thing with Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, where they just said the shit that they actually did, and there was no, like, joke above it other than, can you believe that these humans are allowed to exist on this planet? And they're allowed to do these things with no repercussions. And, listen, for a lot of people, a lot of people like SNL because it's funny and that it brings them joy and stuff. And I don't know how much joy you can bring when all you're doing is just reminding people of the shitty things that humanity has done. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's why the Seagal piece, because it's just so niche and such a takedown. Sure. Because like I I guess, yeah. Seagal's one of the banned people banned from SNL too, so it's really funny. (laughs) Oh, that's very good. Yeah, I don't know. I I think there's there's room for it to be interesting without it just being uh just spouting the i don't know i'm i'm curious if i i guess i don't have an alternate answer to that i mean i guess there's i don't know lean into the fact that like they're just i don't know i i you could lean into the fact that they're crazy people saying crazy shit like instead of being in boca raton no sorry not boca raton the other might as well might as well Mar-a-Lago. Why isn't it in I don't know a bunker underneath a volcano lair, and they're all doing so- I don't. I yeah. think that there's fun that could have been had. That yeah, if they had, yeah if they like, did like a meanwhile at the Legion of Doom, Fox yeah, News exactly. is <laughs> right. Like, listen, they can go cartoonish at that point, but exactly. I mean, if they're gonna be cartoonish, you could lean into the fact that these people are cartoonish and further it and then, mm-hmm. and then you know have the old the old stand by snl did you actually say that probably <laughs> it's, it's, hey, it, it, it works whatever yeah listen listen sometimes you just gotta go to fucking like low branch and just shake as hard as you can yeah 
<laughs> uh, the real uh, thing... I will say, I will say, I loved Mikey Dave coked out Don Jr. impression. <laughs> yeah. uh, I uh, uh, and we talked about this. I, I the the dude that plays Donald Trump has this. He's very good at doing a Donald Trump impression, but I don't know if I don't know if the the people in the scene with him don't know how to I don't know if the writers don't know how to incorporate him properly. Like I I get that he's very good at this. You want him to do his thing, but it just takes the air out of a sketch because it's always feels irrelevant or strange. He he always feels like he's taken from something else and put into this. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's hijacking the scene. And not adding to it. Which, granted, I know that, like, he got a lot of, like, his knowledge for, like, oh, he does really good impressions because he would just post impressions on Twitter where it's just his impression for, like, him walking in a park doing the impression. And the entire point is the impression. And it's hard to just... And I think it's hard because he need, he has he's used to such, like, a cold, cold open versus yeah. where, you know, before they get to him because you're going to be the... You're going to be the peak... Of the joke, and then we're gonna go live from New York. It's Saturday night. Yep. Uh, he 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 tries to come in at a weird level to like help reingratiate the audience with it, and it's like, no, you need to come in because they're yeah. warm. That's a very good. No, you're absolutely right. He's still doing his set, and he's not being a character in the scene. That's exactly the problem. He's doing this like he's he's trying to move along his impression instead of no no no. We just need Trump to say this, and then mm-hmm. do and uh, it's the those skills, they they don't they aren't the same skill. He might have that skill, and we haven't seen it, but that they are you can't you can't expect him to fill in a punchline while he's just doing an impression. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. Uh, also, I think. I think it also just went on, like, the last 20% of the sketch where it's just his Trump impression singing a Valentine song. I don't know. It feels, no, mis- oh God, no, it it feels misplaced. Everything about it was misplaced. Yeah, like, and they and had a there's... solid they had a solid Matt Gates punchline of uh, two tickets to for Matt Gates to discuss his <laughs> favorite book, his favorite piece of Russian literature, Lolita. Lolita. And live Solid from New joke. York, it's That's Saturday right. night. <laughs> it's just like it feels when he stepped on and did that. It, I, I'm sure that the joke was Trump was trying to steal the show, but it feels like the actor is <laughs> trying to steal the show, and he's bringing forward his character that we don't want to see do the thing and steps on the end of the scene. That's what it feels like from my perspective, and it just makes the scene more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it, it was a solid bit. It was it was fine. It yeah. was a fine cold open. Yeah, listen, it it was a good enough cold open. It, it doesn't flounder too hard. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, next, we'll move on to uh, the monologue. It had some good jokes to start. Yeah, I I, I like I like you just <laughs> rip it apart and I'll apologize for it later. That seems to be the way we do it. <laughs> Listen, That's it. If you want to say anything good, feel free. But. Listen, listen. I like the jokes at the beginning. I think he makes a very good point of he's half he's half uh, half of his family is from Guam, half of his family is from Cuba. So he's Hollywood ethnically ambiguous in like quotation marks, which is a solid joke ripping apart the industry and how they treat minorities 
just yep. as like you know nameless faceless people who can play anything <laughs> yep uh and then and then in and then instead of having more fun where he you know says jokes they decided to show his home videos from when he was 10 and like you know there's like there's some humor to it because you're watching a 10 year old try to be an action movie star but like it'd be funny if i like knew oscar isaac as a person yeah, that's a good point. It's not it's not really that funny for me to watch a successful actor like be ten years old. I guess, yeah. I just I uh I just I, I guess I find it infinitely charming watching children make movies. Just like seeing <laughs> like just seeing like what the unfiltered design process of kids trying to make something with whatever resources that they can and like watching him do I I just <laughs> I'll never, I'll never get tired of that. I think it's a great time. And also, so I, you, I know, love you know, I'm also a big detractor of the, uh, of the... Look how far I've come. Mm-hmm. A look how far yeah. I've come, sappy SNL monologue. <laughs> and so when he ends, it's like, I showed that to sh- tell kids to be weird. I'm like, listen, if there's a child yeah, watching, if there's a child watching SNL right now, they're, they're already gonna, weird. They're going to come out weird. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> also, just like, fuck that. Shut up. Shut up. We're we're so past kids need to be weird. And I'm not saying kids should stop being weird. I'm like, we get it. We're there. We're, we're all on the same page. And if we're not on the same page, Oscar Isaac saying it on SNL will not put us on the same page. <laughs> like, it's, we've, we've crossed whatever... <laughs> we've crossed whatever the uh whatever the curve is in that <laughs> where it's like listen everyone who everyone's made their opinion no one's changing it <laughs> yeah exactly you they're your your thoughts and praising us right now bud <laughs> uh, uh, that said uh what a what was the no i forgot what i was gonna say it was i i liked it well enough mm-hmm. uh all right so first sketch uh after the monologue is the paw patrol sketch i loved this sketch so my niece and nephew uh are two now and uh fucking they love paw patrol yep so no, much I, i'm in I'm, I'm in the same boat where uh my my nephews loved paw patrol i don't know if they still i don't think they still watch it i think they just watch gaming videos on youtube now <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah it happens uh, <laughs> But they love Paw Patrol too, and in, there comes a point in every aunt or uncle's life, in every what's the gender neutral term for that? I don't no, think there is one. Crushing. We'll figure one out. Um, but the uh, uh, there comes a point in everyone in that position's life where <laughs> uh, you know more about Paw Patrol than anyone else in most rooms <laughs> you're in, and for some reason. You need to talk about Paw Patrol. <laughs> and so there's a joy in this that somebody is going really in-depth about Paw Patrol. They're like, what the fuck's going on in Adventure Bay? The, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Marshall is my favorite. He's the coolest of them. I'm a Zuma fan, personally, myself. Is Zuma but, the uh, water rescue dog? <laughs> yeah. The thing, is, the thing is, a lot of people shit on Zuma. Or nobody, a lot of people don't care about Zuma. But, like, whenever you're out on the water, you're like, what are we gonna do? And Zuma's This is the Zuma's Aquaman guy. defense. Zuma is the Aquaman of the Paw Patrol, is what you're yeah, telling he's me. he's also just, like, chill. I don't know. Because <laughs> Marshall's just an idiot. 
Listen, I love the SNL, the SNL like brand of sketch, which is just we're gonna take this children's property and we're gonna treat it like it's real life and like what happens if like their weird things came to our world and tried to have it happen. Yeah. It's just there's so much fun all the way through because it's because it's really fun to just have like these are real people reacting to the fact that their city's police force is one dog. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're spending all the taxpayers' money for jetpacks on a shit zoo. <laughs> <laughs> right, like... What? What happens if there's two fires? Is one of us just screwed? <laughs> it's just all these like very small questions. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I I love that sketch so much. It's a good time. Alright, uh, next up is... We here at Sketch and Review always love sketches involving dogs. <laughs> it's a fact. Every dog sketch is good. That's right. Uh, next up is uh, the pre-tape for Inventing Chloe. Okay. Listen, it was a solid sketch. I haven't <laughs> seen Inventing Anna. Yep. Uh, and I said it, bef- I said it uh, off-air, but like it falls into the category of show that looks like like people will enjoy it, but I won't. <laughs> I think I'd have a good time with it. But also, like, as someone that watched, uh, that thought it looked interesting, watched the entire trailer while browsing Netflix and then decided to watch something else, <laughs> I feel like the writers of this sketch watched the trailer on Netflix and then decided to watch something else because I knew everything that they were talking about. They were... Well, yeah, they got to to appeal to the lowest common denominator. It's probably everything that (laughs) happens in episode one. (laughs) I guess you're right. I guess... (laughs) It just, like... It just felt like, man, if I watch this show, I don't know if... I don't know how it would, like, resonate with me if I watched this show if I was just, like... Yeah, it's a very surface level understanding of this of this uh, of this work. Or if I'd be <laughs> like, "Ha, huh, she does that thing a lot." I, it probably because she does that thing a lot in the trailer. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What I... Yeah, I, I mean, like, listen, it's all solid. I'm sure that if like people who have seen the show really, really like this sketch, just in the same way that like any parody of something that you're really into is generally funny. Yeah. Uh. I will say that my favorite joke, though, is her being like, Lauren says, I do Biden now. And he's like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, then, and then she walks up to Michael Che. Lauren says, I do update now. <laughs> yeah, dope. Cool. And he just like, walks <laughs> off. <laughs> Michael Che hating his job is one of my favorite SNL running jokes of all time. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. There's not much to say about this sketch other than it is solid and it ends on time. Like it's mm-hmm. it is, it, it's it. There's a lot of good jokes in it. Um, again, the perfect length. That's the thing with a lot with these pre-records. They're they're they are a time. They are a set time. They, they are edited. <laughs> they are edited sketches. <laughs> That's what it is. And yeah, so uh, there's no complaints. It's not exciting. Um it's it's a it's another pre-record that's a parody of a popular thing. But like mm-hmm. whatever. They'll there's... crush it on YouTube. Yeah. There's boring <laughs> there's there's <laughs> bad sketches, there's boring sketches. This is neither of those. 
there's boring sketches and bad sketches in this episode. Yeah. Listen, this is a very front-loaded uh, SNL. It's all all the like the first the first half is pretty is pretty good, and then it just suddenly fucking falls fast. Yep. Anyway, we're on to uh, the HR meeting sketch. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we are. Uh, so so this sketch, uh, Oscar Isaac and Cecily Strong play HR representatives, and they're giving uh, the annual harassment seminar. And when I first watched this sketch, when they both when they both say, I know what you're thinking. Uh, another one of these meetings that makes me want to blow my brains out. <laughs> and they both repeated it. I thought the weird thing was going to be every time that they move on to a topic, they're going to like <laughs> say a fucking random way to kill themselves because they have to go through this. <laughs> which is another way to take this sketch that would have been fun. This way is also equally hilarious in which they just drop obviously bad lines that you can't say in an office are like no it's okay because i'm her boss or <laughs> well that's this the weirdest thing about this sketch is that or not the weirdest it, it's this sketch has all of the hallmarks of a gas leak sketch it is going nowhere <laughs> there we're saying a bunch of disconnected bits that are funny on their own but don't come together the escalation is it, it there is es there no there is an escalate we're just we're moving from topic to topic uh it's it's fine it's whatever we're doing the only reason is that oscar isaac and uh uh oh who's with uh, who's cecily with, and cecily strong just do such a good job <laughs> just selling every single individual element and everybody that's like reacting to them their reactions are great the cutaways are quick which is not a thing that you can always bet on at snl everything just moves along so perfectly that it, it just ends up being a weird fun it, it, it's just a weird fun sketch it's a great time mm-hmm. uh, i listen there are just so many good parts my favorite my favorite is uh fucking uh when they just started saying raw intercourse <laughs> raw intercourse raw, inter- raw intercourse is a funny is like just a funny two words together because you don't That's, normally get those two words together <laughs> it's got it's 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 one of those times where uh uh some one of those very few times where the fact that uh, snl is cripplingly afraid of or doesn't understand what sex is <laughs> um <laughs> and that actually uh coming to the benefit of uh <laughs> of the show <laughs> saying raw intercourse and i i think I, and also just the fact that they were able to tie it all together at the end was like this has actually been your life could be your job could be way worse <laughs> that's right <laughs> that, even that punchline is so well no the punchline is uh is <laughs> i i think there's something magical about these weird fucking people saying a bunch of horrible shit and then saying that they're going to fuck in your bathroom and then leaving happily. <laughs> we didn't even need Keenan's punchline where he's like uh, his character that has been uh, that we know is a creep um, with a fucking GoPro asking them what stall they're going to be fucking. Okay, if they just left, it also would have been magical. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a value neutral. I'm fine with either one, but what a joy great sketch great great sketch yeah 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 definitely definitely a quality fucking time <laughs> uh all right so next up is the meatball sketch 
another another quality something. quality pre-record uh this one has sarah sherman and chris red going on a date uh chris red asks her why do you always wear a green ribbon around your neck and she's like you know i didn't want to have to show you and then she reveals it and it's just a fucking meatball <laughs> hanging off of her neck with fucking with the face that there's like a face through a cutout of it that's oscar isaac and he's doing like yeah, that eat that eat that. <laughs> this, yeah, and as as it goes on, um, more meatballs are revealed. Uh, I think another part of the sketch is so spe- they all do a different part of the song, but together they play one large song. Um, <laughs> but there are other meatballs that, when they are introduced, will change the song entirely. There's a lot of rules to the meatballs. Yeah, listen, listen. That are, uh, <laughs> my favorite part of the meatball sketch um, is the fact that uh, there are eleven meatballs. I believe we see six or seven. There are four meatballs unaccounted for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we do not know that happens. This sketch was somebody's baby. This sketch this was, is this, too weird. Sarah, Sher- this to has be, to be Sarah Sherman's baby. It's gotta I mean, be. Listen, it has it has all her hallmarks. It's fucking weird. Uh, it's weird. It's kind of gross. Yeah, it's got it's got body horror elements to it. It's childish. It's silly. It's I, I love it. I love everything about it. It's so funny, and it's just listen. We get a fun little oh, the musical guest is in a sketch again because when Charlie XCX was supposed to was supposed to do Paul Rudd's episode. She was also going to be in a sketch because they did the Christmas shoes parody that she was in. So Um, it's just, it's very fun. It's it's the song they do is just hilarious because it's silly. It's very silly. Very (laughs) silly. It's also very tight, very focused. It's not, it is not the last sketch. (laughs) We introduce a new meatball the meatballs, uh, the meatball adds something. Every t- the guy doesn't want to bring up that the meatballs are fucking weird. And every time he even well, no, no. Here's the thing. The here's the thing. The weird. first, the first meatball he was okay with. He had pure right. acceptance of. That's right. You're right. The first meatball, when she said, "Yeah, I got this meatball," and like he sings a song, and unless I cover him up with this, and he's like, "All right, cool." And then it took a couple seconds, and then he noticed another meatball. That's right. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh. And, the, and then the punchline is the fact that the uh, meatballs are... Uh, highly, <laughs> highly contagious. contagious. <laughs> and she's like, why don't you get them removed? And she's like, they just dry off and fall into the toilet. <laughs> After a few years, that's one thing that's very special about this sketch, and it's something that that Sarah's so good at. It's delivering these lines of something incredibly fucked up, so, so like <laughs> nonchalantly, so nonchalantly that it, you almost don't notice how much that makes it worse. <laughs> I think I think my favorite bit of just pure Sarah humor is when it cuts back. From, like, their magical meatball fucking cartoon portion. She's just lying on the couch, like, <laughs> so exhausted because this is her life. <laughs> uh, listen, meatball, meatball sketch is special, and there are going to be people who fucking hate it, and there are going to be people who fucking love it. And we're the people who fucking love it. It's true. There's going to be people who hate it, and you're going to need to decide what you think about those people. 
Mm-hmm. You're gonna need to make a. <laughs> you're going to learn something about that pe- that person that you don't know if you're okay with. It's a good test. It's a good test. If you need to test someone, you show them that sketch, and their reaction to it will tell you about them. That's right. Uh, so next up, uh, Charlie XCX does her first song. Uh, listen, it's not my style of music. I've got I've got nothing really to say. She she did her song, and it seems like she did it well. I like it. I like it. It's a good song. <laughs> I liked both the songs. I think the costumes were fun. I think I think there's something very funny about this uh this like almost overcoat sort of like uh whatever she was doing with her top. Um but on the sides uh there is nothing and you just see like lingerie on the side. <laughs> I think that's very funny. I think it's great. I think the curtains were weird. They looked like shower curtains. Everything yeah, about it was like a shower. <laughs> and she was overdressed in for a shower. Um but whatever. I don't I think that is also kind of fun. I guess I guess it's fun. It was a weird I don't I guess I guess I didn't I guess it wasn't my favorite sort of uh, uh layout for the costume in the scene, but it was no it wasn't boring. It wasn't a bunch of idiots standing around in t-shirts. <laughs> Man, we really hate um, LCD sound system, huh? <laughs> I'm so fucking mad at LCD sound system because I feel like I'd like them if they didn't suck. If you could only just hear them and not have to look at their fucking face. If they no, were like if, if they were like the guy from the not gorillas. Their fucking dad. Like I don't know why he has to be there. Listen, I think Born. Charlie XEX falls into this category where it's like she did fine. And, like, there's nothing to complain about, nor is there, like, anything to be like, oh, wow, this was wild. It was a solid SNL musical experience. Yeah, as a, as a performance, it was a, it was a good time. And as a song, I like the song. Right. I, got no, I got nothing bad to say. All right, we'll move on to Weekend Update then. Uh, so, uh, listen, there were some solid fucking jokes here. Uh, yeah, a lot of winners. The Lakers joke... Michael Che's <laughs> vaccine card joke. Uh, listen, we get in a quality Jost roast from the Jostman himself. Oh it, no, it was that was a uh, that was an audience Jost roast. <laughs> there were two Jost roasts. We, we crowdsourced there. that Jost roast where he was like, "Please, please stop laughing. I I tried so hard. <laughs> I married to Scarlett Johansson. I'm Colin Jost. <laughs> please, it's me. It's Colin Jost. Why does nobody like me?" <laughs> The only person that likes me is Michael Che, and nobody likes him either. Michael Che does not like Colin Jost, because Colin <laughs> Jost is a racist. <laughs> <laughs> One time, we have Colin. No proof so... that he is not a racist, and we also have lots of proof that we have lots of video evidence. <laughs> <laughs> One time, Colin Jost pushed Michael Che to the ground on set once. Avowed racist Michael Che or fucking Colin <laughs> Jost forces Michael Che to the ground. Mm, that was one of Michael Che's Instagram stories was him telling the story of how Colin Jost pushed him to the ground. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, so uh, uh, so we got two featured segments. Uh, the first is Kate McKinnon on the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. Uh, listen, this falls into, like, those, once again, we're just, it's just talking about bad shit and just being truthful that it's just bad. 
Yeah, I always like when somebody does a featured segment about something that actually matters to them in their actual life and then manages to make jokes on it out of which I mean is admittedly the bottom like the lowest bar but like for SNL it is a it is a level of commentary that is you <laughs> that is a, a very fresh <laughs> A very fresh perspective. So I always, I it wasn't as good as the abortion one, but uh, whatever. I I like to give these ones a pass because I I think SNL should try more to do things like this. Yeah, listen, it's it's important because SNL is still, despite what people think, a cultural zeitgeist, and so it's important that they take the time to point out these things. Yeah, but from an entertainment perspective, way to bring the crowd down, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also just like the bits weren't great it felt like and it's possible that this i don't know enough about anything period i don't know a lot of things i i know very few things uh we could end we could end the thought there yeah uh but <laughs> uh uh it's possible that maybe this uh we got news of this two days ago and no nope, uh, no nope. it's it's it's, uh, it's it's been out for at least a week okay never mind Maybe it's it's possible that 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 she wasn't able. We she didn't know she was going to be making a featured segment, or maybe she was just super fucking busy this week. Like, there's a number of reasons as to mm-hmm. why she couldn't deliver because she's an excellent performer. And it's not like she can't like write. Uh, but uh, it it didn't. It, it very low energy, very not great jokes. Um, so glad it was there. And as things go, mm-hmm. it's. it's I will. I will say it's a. It's a little lazy when uh, when the joke is, uh, it's don't say gay. And so when I talk about it, I'm just gonna say different words that mean gay, including yeah. gay, and that's the joke. Yeah. No. It's it 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 didn't work. It wasn't. It 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 felt like it was slapped together. It it literally felt like she ran from off stage. Yeah. And decided <laughs> I was like, oh, what we're doing this. <laughs> that's right. Which was, admittedly, what they said she would she did in the thing. So. I guess you know, good performance on that. I yeah. I don't want to hit too hard on it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't feel good taking down yeah, this one. Yeah, because again, it's it's good that it's good that you tried. It's good that you put the that you that you have this here. Please do more of these things, but also do them better. <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, the weary mother on her last leg. <laughs> <laughs> it goes so good. Yeah, I mean, listen, go into more things. She's uh, literally only good. <laughs> Yeah, I listen. She she get, commits a hundred percent to whatever character she's given. She nails it. Uh, this one is qu- listen quality pregnancy jokes. I assume. Yep. Having never been nor ever will be pregnant, I can't I can't tell you how <laughs> accurate they are, but they seem pretty accurate and good. <laughs> Who knows what the years will bring? There's time. There's... Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, there's there's. It's weird because it just it feels out of place. I guess it doesn't feel out of. It is. It's. I don't have many comments beyond it was very. It was very good. Yeah. And, uh, it was among the better things in this episode because this episode's got a lot of lot of mediocre shit. And like sometimes when I say there's not much to say about this, it is because it's like it's, it's serviceable, but it's not like like this. This performance was better than the. Uh, 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 sketch the building. What's her face? Sketch inventing Chloe. <laughs> inventing Chloe sketch. This was better than the inventing Chloe sketch. This was that was that was that that was functional. This was interesting and fun and and a good time. Mm-hmm. Also fun. Also fun that it uh, it's 
a Michael Che roast in which, of course, oh, he hasn't gone to any of the doctor appointments. What do you mean? She said, remember I asked you to use protection and you said, nah, it don't feel the same. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Just, you know, quality. Michael Che having unprotected sex with a lot of women is a solid running joke. It's great. I I, I think it's so special that uh, uh, we hate, but that, that they want us to hate both of the Weekend Update <laughs> hosts as much as we do. I think it's a great running set of jokes. I think it really works. Yeah, because um, it's important to hate the people who give you the news so that way you don't blindly trust them. It's a commentary on, on, on the state of media today. In this uh, thesis, I will. <laughs> uh, Alright, so after Weekend Update, we get uh, 80s The Sexual Woman sketch. It's it's hard to love and it's harder to hate. Yeah. This thing, there are quality lines in it. I giggled throughout. Yeah. But, like, this is... This, I know that this is funny, and I know that people find it funny. I don't. <laughs> there is very little that is funnier than uh, Oscar Isaac putting on this really, really, really <laughs> jokey, gentleman, like, very good Jeeves voice, uh, and saying words like boner. Like, that, <laughs> it, it's a riot. Yeah, and I always do like Ad Bryant talking about herself. I I I think she's very charismatic, and I like hearing about her. It's not a great sketch out, outside of the fact that he, he, the silly man says funny things, and Ad Bryant is on stage. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think the cutaways to Ad back the pre-recorded Ad backstage talking about it it was interesting listen I, I give i give the sketch credit for trying something new on snl it, yeah it was interesting a, it was interesting to have to have it be like a more of a meta sketch where the sketch is that it's a sketch on snl yeah and it's a it, it's yeah it's a fun framing device and it it delivered one of the better jokes where i wish there were more times where oscar isaac was like what's going on i don't like it when uh when ad bryant writes sketches that are absolutely fucking lambasting her so i'm glad it didn't go in that direction <laughs> but uh but uh like you know i i would like more cutaways with oscar being like this is this is where i i wish i'm saying the word boner a lot yeah right like if, if we got a few more cutaways of oscar isaac being like this is a weird sketch and her like being like no 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 it's no like ooh, all the writers <laughs> Yes, and that, I was so excited when she made up a catchphrase, when she, like, had to make up a catchphrase. I wish I had more of, like, the scene falling apart on the spot. There's so much, there's such a rich vein in this that, like, isn't explored. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that, like, were, it didn't focus on anything, and it also didn't do, it, it didn't, Sometimes something doesn't focus on anything because it tries to do a bunch of cool ideas. This time it didn't focus on anything because it had it, it, it didn't decide on any cool ideas. It had no cool ideas to decide on. But you should have. They were over there. Just take. Them. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's it's like it's it just it went it went in a direction that wasn't that we don't think could have been like there were there were richer veins to go down. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so next up is uh, the In Over Your Head sketch. Keenan, uh, this has a little tidbit. Uh, this is Keenan's 1,500th sketch with SNL. Which is a fucking lot. Uh, I think you might notice is that 
in the last sketch, A.D. Bryan said, SNL told me if I do 150, I get to write this sketch. A.D. Bryan has been on the show for 10 years and finally got to do it. Keenan Thompson has been in 10 times that many sketches. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, oh. That being said, not a good sketch. Oh, it's bad. No, it's really bad. Um, it, it tries to fall into like the home improvement, the TV show style of humor, in which it's just a guy who thinks he's good at, uh, good at being a handyman is not good at being a handyman. Yeah. And it, but like, but it never really like, it never really sets itself in its like base level to to escalate, and so it just kind of stays at ground level the entire time. Yeah, and like it's it's weird. Like, Dismukes does um a a fucking dog shit job. Oh, by the way, um, this is the most wooden I've ever seen Keenan in anything ever. Uh, he just yeah. stands there and smiles at the camera. And then fucking Dismuke shows up and's like, I tried to make a pool. It didn't Are you work. sure? I and thought like, that was okay. Kyle Mooney, to be honest. Anyway, yeah, yeah. No, you're 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 fucking with me because <laughs> Dismuke. <laughs> That's the problem. Dismuke looks like everyone else, and so when you say, "Oh, it's Dismuke," I'm like, "Oh no, it could be this person." You're like, "Ah, maybe they look similar." <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. So he yeah. comes. He comes in. He's drenched. And he's like, I tried to install my pool. And he's like, oh, so that's why you're dredged. He's like, no. But there's no, like, like... Fuck that. It's like, it's... Mm, it's, so bad bad. it's bad improv. It's bad improv. It's bad improv. I mean, it's not even, like, a good joke. It's not a good joke. Like, the... Oh, something well, looks like it went bad. Ha, uh, funny line about... Say a funny line about... What specifically went wrong? And I know that it is about how something specifically went wrong at that. Uh, or, or you know, just don't say no. Say, like, something. Or say, actually, I'm just really nervous. I don't know. Yeah. It just, Just no. being like, no, it's unrelated. It's like, uh, that's... Like, fuck you. <laughs> God, I fucking hate this sketch. And, like, I don't know. It could have it worked if uh, next, when Oscar Isaac comes on and he's exploded from the electricity, like, oh, is that why you're like this? And he goes... No, it's unrelated. And just yes. each one. Then it could work. But no, yes. no, no, no. It's just a random throwaway. Kill the momentum. God, you're fucking right. That would have been so good, and they didn't do it. They Every decision they made in the sketch was bad, except for the decision to put Oscar and Ego in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> both, both of them have, like, nonsense to say. They have, like, very boring things to say. Just uh, except Oscar Isaac has one joke, which is the best joke in the sketch, which is uh, uh, <laughs> what is it? Long time, first time. <laughs> say, first time being electrocuted for for a long time. <laughs> That's right. As someone, as someone who has been electrocuted twice, it does hurt for like longer than you expect. <laughs> as someone that uh, uh, did I tell you about when I was trying to measure how big a so a wall socket was. I took a I, I took a tape measure and I, I I put it in, and I had two plugs in the wall socket, uh, so I was like, oh, I'll just squeeze it between those two plugs, and I moved it too low, and I I heard a pop and I saw smoke and I like dropped it immediately, and <laughs> there was a char there was like a, a a burn mark on the socket, and uh, uh 
because there was uh and i looked at the tape measure and there were these two like melted uh-huh. parts where it did because i connected the yes. fucking two bits of it while i was in the wall and it was thanks to the stupid fucking paint on the uh on the uh on the uh the tape measure that i wasn't fucking dead <laughs> it was just like wow yeah uh, uh, yeah wild uh listen <laughs> just, oh my god anyway, anyway he did an excellent job um very very fun character um keenan gave nothing to that scene i this is the first time i've ever been like Keenan made this scene worse. This is the first time he's ever made a scene worse in my memory. Yeah, I will say though, it's I mean, listen, he they they had to like do a lot of sketches with him in it to get him to 1500 for this one. He's he's in a lot of sketches. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is the first. I'm just saying it is very rare for I guess yeah, I'll I'll, I'll move it back to it is No, no, I meant I meant me. tonight specifically he was in a lot of sketches and this was Oh, gotcha. And this was his last sketch of the night. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like listen, I understand he had a lot of shit to learn. This one obviously got put on the back burner. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah. Good, uh, but then like it moves from when Ego goes on, she's his wife, and she's and the, she's joking about how he's a bad handyman. And it's just not the same sketch. It's just none of the jokes are the same. We just do cutaways to him putting ice in things in his house. Listen, if we had a sketch in which Keenan Thompson played a handyman and his whole thing was making weird refrigerators throughout your house to, like, put random shit in. That would be the fun. And then Ego came on at the end and started just venting about how insane it is to live with this man in which every single possible hollow in your house has been turned into a cooler for a different weird thing. That is hilarious. That's not this sketch. No. We did a diff- we, we put this on the tail end of a bad home improvement sketch. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do want to see that fucking sketch, though. I want to see that sketch too. You could even you could even keep the same format where instead where he's like, yeah, so you've got like half a half a hole of concrete. What you want to do is you want to throw some ice in there. That's right. And throw some pickles in there. Bam! <laughs> now you got a pickle hole. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pickle hole, and then fucking everyone would love the pickle hole. People would be laughing about the pickle hole. You and I would be like the pickle hole sketch was my favorite. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just unfortunate that that's a 1500 sketch. Yeah, oh, very unfortunate. Can uh, we just pretend that the pickle hole sketch was a 1500 sketch? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Alright, so... The pickle after- hole sketch <laughs> award for the best sketch that ever existed. <laughs> uh, so after that, we've got uh, Charlie XCX. Uh, second song, once again. It was fine. It was a song. I didn't like it, but people do. I like it. Yeah, Connor's people. That's right. Technically, there's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, I I uh, I couldn't stop talking about the backup dancer on the left who had a weird fucking mustache and danced like he was a Zoolander character. It was it was very distracting. I didn't like him. I wished he would leave. <laughs> he didn't leave. 
Yep, uh, that's all I have to say about <laughs> that song. <laughs> uh, all right, and our ten minutes to one sketch, uh, the fiction also workshop. Bad. Oh, uh, I don't know who wrote it, but like, I don't know. They should their job should maybe be in jeopardy. <laughs> I don't want them I, fired, no, I, but I, I want them on thin ice. <laughs> I like to think that um, this sketch was written by a janitor at SNL <laughs> that really wanted, that they were doing a pitch meeting and then they called him into the table and then this exact thing happened in which he wrote a shitty sketch about a shitty janitor that wrote bad porno that wasn't even porno. I don't even, like, again, guys, you say rancid stuff all the time there's no reason for you to go this like weird fucking mormon level like <laughs> not i'm, well, I'm serious no 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 does, i understand does someone need to do a sex workshop at <laughs> snl uh, i think i think a lot of them at least textbook wise no <laughs> no no i think i think the problem is is that snl is too busy trying to swerve you for comedy where they're like, oh, look, this gender is basically writing porno, but JK, it's just, like, super, it's, like, super, like, PG. Yeah, I guess. But then and the then, jokes are as if it was, act, like, the, the... Listen, no, I'm, I'm, I am, I am with the women of, of the Fiction Workshop in which I don't want to hear this fucking story. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear any, like, it's, it's already a tired joke if he wrote porno. Mm-hmm. But it's now on top of that, it's, we don't even get the, the satisfaction of him saying rancid things and everyone asking him to please stop, <laughs> which is, it's an old bit, but it works. It is a functioning, you have, you've made, you've made three minutes of a CBS sitcom. Yeah. That, like it is, <laughs> okay, sure, but you don't. But no, but never. this is NBC. We can't, we can't devolve down to cbs sitcom <laughs> levels we made <laughs> the office and seinfeld we're the king of sitcom <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, no it's just and i mean uh, yet again oscar isaac came up with his own character and does a great job and i wanted to listen to this very bad sketch for a very long time because i liked hearing oscar isaac talk in a silly voice which is the theme of a lot of this episode yeah listen like here's the thing though we really liked everything up through weekend update and then it started going downhill which you know SNL likes to front load because they see a huge viewership loss after Weekend Update because people go to bed. <laughs> so I understand that the weaker sketches are always going to be put to the end, especially because uh, the key demographic is now the YouTube generation, and so the weird stuff that used to get put at the end because nobody liked it is now getting put in the front because that's where the money makers are. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, Because they're also always the best sketches. Yeah, listen, it's, it's always fun. But now we're getting to the point where it's just bad sketches at the end, and it kind of yep. sours the taste of the episode. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we if we flip it around a bunch, we throw the meatball sketch at the end. 
Oh, uh, yeah. No, you're right. Meatball sketches. Because it feels like a bad episode to me. It feels like a bad episode. Yeah, but if you but... go but if you go back and think about it, we had Paw Patrol inventing Chloe, which, like, yeah, listen, not our favorite, but it's functional. It doesn't yeah, detract yeah. from the episode. Uh, and we'd like it a lot better if it was next to those shit-holes. Yeah. Uh, HR meeting, Meatball sketch, Weekend update. And then we hit uh, 80s sketch, Home improvement, and Fiction workshop. So I feel like with like just a bit of reordering, we have we have an episode that doesn't leave a sour taste in your mouth by kind of limping to the finish. Yep. With that being said, on to awards for the week. First up, we've got Offensive Player of the Week. This is somebody who came in, was the weird person in scenes, uh, was the main was the main character in the scene, and generally drove it forward. Uh, this week, for the second week in a row, I'm giving it to the host of SNL. This week, I'm giving it to Oscar Isaac. He comes in every scene that he's in. He goes hard. He's, he is just as committed to playing Meatball Man on Neck as he is to playing uh, Weird HR Guy. And it's just... And he's just... You can tell that he's having so much fun and committing to all the bits so well. And, like, I think it's just... Uh, a solid offensive performance from him. Connor, do you have anything else to add for that? No. No, I mean, it's, it's it's hard not to give him best offensive player just because he's the main character in three out of four sketches in this. And there are shows there are shows where where the, the it feels like the host didn't even fucking show up. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're like a side character in one. They're the main character in the worst sketch of the night, and then they, <laughs> they like uh, they they show up as a, a a minor person to someone else's scene. Like that sometimes that happens. No, Oscar Isaac was the main character in a lot of the scenes. Went really fucking hard in all of his character. You you said all of it for me. It, it's he he did an excellent excellent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we move on to defensive play. Oh, and he elevated uh, absolute shit scenes into sometimes passable and sometimes really good scenes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to defensive player of the week. Defensive player of the week is someone who's generally the straight man in in scenes, keeping scenes together, kind of the glue in scenes. Uh, so this week, uh, for me, it's just a bureaucratic pick. Keenan Thompson gets defensive player of the week, even with the weak occurrence on his 1500th sketch. Uh, just because it's a milestone and it'd be wrong for me as like such a fan of SNL lore to not give it to him. <laughs> uh, I think re- like realistically it's straight up like I'm I'm being honest, when we go back in the history books, this is this is one of those like fake news picks where it's like, how do you not pick him? <laughs> I won't. Yeah, I know. No, we'll, no, we'll listen. Good job this up. I think he's really, really good. He gets defensive player a lot. He didn't earn it this time. Listen, we don't <laughs> grab a what? Is, what was the? What was the? Uh, oh, whatever. There was a stand-up bit I was doing. But anyway, the uh, the the. <laughs> I don't want to steal it and not cite who said the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not no, Carlos Mencia. Uh, uh, gotta give it to gotta give it to Ego. Um, she did a similar. Uh, Similarly to Oscar, she didn't show up as uh, as often as Oscar. She didn't uh, elevate things as high as Oscar, but she always puts in a great performance. And she can she was handed some. I, she very specifically made the what would all otherwise be infuriating bad ending to uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the home improvement sketch into a 
well that 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 doesn't make sense with the rest of the sketch ending of that sketch. yeah li- yeah listen ego's probably the right choice in hr she's one of the voices of she's one of the voices of reason in it uh her pregnant woman is very fun and you know is a good ending for weekend update uh, and then, like you said, she helps at least ele- she elevates uh, she elevates home improvement sketch from burning dumpster fire to uh, that's just not that good. <laughs> to somebody should put out that dumpster fire. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> to 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 smoldering remains of dumpster fire. <laughs> that's right. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. And for our last award sketch of the week, this is just our favorite sketch. Uh, Connor, do you want to go first? No, I'm gonna take the one you don't pick. Oh, okay. Uh, then I am going to pick Paw Patrol as my sketch oh. of the week. Oh, okay. Uh, listen, so I was between two. I was between Paw Patrol and HR Meeting. I think Paw Patrol is a more cohesive sketch with a clear idea and still being equally as funny, so I think it edges it out in that sense. Uh, but HR Meeting is a very close second because I really enjoyed that sketch too. Fair. I, uh, I thought... I was stuck between um, HR meeting and uh, meatballs. Mm. Uh, I I loved both of them. They were so great. <laughs> uh, since HR meeting was in both of ours, I'm going to. Uh, I I personally believe that both sketches are equally good. I I love them so much, and I can't pick between the two of them. I'm going to go with HR meeting because it was also in your in the running for your favorites, and also in general. No, they're both weird enough to bring me joy. I, I, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard not to say one without the other because they're they're back to back, and I love them so much. Yeah. Um, HR meeting has a lot of solid jokes in it for as unorganized as it is. Um, I still think the funniest moment of the night is uh, is uh, uh, Oscar Isaac uh, saying, uh, "And I know what you're thinking: Are these two now going to uh, go into <laughs> a men's bathroom to have uh, raw intercourse?" And the answer is yes. And then they both leave. That's the funniest <laughs> shit in the episode. So, like, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, so those are our thoughts for uh, this episode. Uh, if you disagree with us, think we're assholes, want to call us names, have your own Jost Roast, even. Ooh, uh, email us at billyhatemail at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y-H-A-T-E-M-A-I-L at gmail.com. Uh, that's a real email address. Uh, I check it occasionally, and uh, if you and if you write, uh, we'll probably read it on on the pod. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yep. And until next time, support local comedy. So long, everyone. <laughs>